On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about when to hire an EOS implementer. We're going to speak with Mark O'Donnell, who is the CEO and visionary of EOS Worldwide. That's on this episode of Bootstrappers. This is the Bootstrapper Show for property management, powered by Anaquim, a podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business. Welcome to the Bootstrapper Show, where we talk about topics that are important to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my spouse, Jeremy Aspen. (laughs) And many business owners feel overwhelmed. And Jeremy and I are interested in the question of who do you turn to when you're overwhelmed? Today, we're going to talk to actually the president or the CEO and visionary of EOS Worldwide and see when it is the appropriate time for a business owner to solicit the services of an EOS implementer when they're feeling that sense of overwhelmed and they just don't know what to do next with their business. Bootstrappers is powered by Anaquim. If you're looking for professionals who can help you grow your business, go to anaquim.net right now and set up a discovery call. If you set up that discovery call, uh, you will get a 50%, get 50% off of your first placement by mentioning the Bootstrapper Show. So Jeremy, I am super excited to talk to Mark O'Donnell. He is a CEO and visionary of EOS Worldwide. He also is the uh, on the EOS Life podcast. If you're interested in more about EOS, there's also an EOS Leader podcast. And we're just going to dig in today about what EOS is and how it can help your business if you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to and do. And let next. me just say one thing that, that Gwen asked the question if you're interested in EOS. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not, you're wrong. You need to get involved in it. So I think we should talk about what it exactly is. So I think the benefit, and we've talked about this before, but Jeremy and I are kind of obsessed because of what it did for our business. But uh, basically, it gives you a cadence to your business so that you are making sure that you know where you're going and you've broken up that roadmap into digestible pieces and you and your counterparts, your leadership team are all holding each other accountable to meet those objectives. And so for me, do you think that that's a good right, synopsis? Right, I do. Yep. Um, and so Jeremy and I have done, um, worked on our business without an EOS implementer or with one. Um, and today though, we're really going to harness that, that question of, I feel overwhelmed. I know I need help. And I really don't know where to go for that help because there are therapists out there, there are life coaches out there, and there are EOS implementers. And each one of these individuals can help you in some way. But the real question is, what's the most efficient way? What's the most cost-effective way? And who's really going to help you fix the problems that are causing you to feel overwhelmed as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so this will be the first in three series. We're going to talk to a therapist, we're going to talk to an EOS implementer, and we're going to talk to what else? Did you say? Not uh, a doctor. A business a coach. A, a business coach. The other one I think would be a doctor just to kind of help us out with our, our health because the stress can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> but today we're going to let, uh, we're going to work with uh, the number one EOS implementer. I think that's probably fair to say in the world, the visionary yeah. of, of, of uh, entrepreneurs organization to find out why they think that that's the right course and for overcoming uh, 
feeling overwhelmed. And we've gotten implementers on a few occasions. Oh, yeah. um, so what was the impetus for you getting one at Wistar Group? Well, so generally speaking, during the life of a company, you know, we go through these different phases. And I kind of learned the hard way when you go from small to medium, there's almost necessarily some sort of a structural change. Now, we muscled through that pretty well, but it took, I think, in hindsight, a lot longer to do. Because and, we didn't have an implementer. Yeah, because we didn't have somebody there to help us either coach or, or implement something different. And it, we were more bootstrapped, right? We wanted to make that work um, kind of our own way. But then uh, we got to the, it was obvious that we were gonna be getting to the next level of growth. And to be able to do that a lot more efficiently, to, to feel like I didn't have to burn all my energy um, discovering a new way to make sure that people were being held accountable. Uh, we had found out about, we you pulled together, you got a book, Traction, and uh, and the logic of it just made so much sense that, that, that it would infuse the company, uh, the DNA of the company with a discipline that would help us remove a whole bunch of the static that comes with not knowing decisively what the next step needs to be. Well, and then we got an implementer for the EOS. So we tried traction on our own, but um, not everybody was finishing their rocks. So we weren't good at holding our team totally accountable. And so that's when you brought in an implementer to kind of raise the stakes or kind of put some energy into those meetings so that people really felt responsible to take ownership. Yeah. And also you wanted to kind of uh, remove yourself from the company a little bit. And so he kind of came in and said, hey guys, you've got to step it up. Jeremy and Gwen are kind of doing something else right now. And so he was kind of there to push them to, to take the business, I don't know, on their own volition without so much uh, work and labor on your part. Yeah. And, and that's when a, we brought in a EOS implementer. Yeah. And though, so if you're, if you're a viewer and you're, you've got a, a company that you're operating in, whether it's a small, medium, or even a large company, I think the way uh, to identify like the trigger as to whether or not you should get one of these uh, tools available to you, like an EOS implementer, or a life coach, whatever it is, if your company is stagnating, that's, that's one. You can use it to be proactive, like get to the next step. But also, if you are stagnating, you might be maxed out with the current tools that you have available to yourself. And so uh, I think, and what worked for us is farming out kind of a tried and true uh, mechanism to get past the stagnation and back into growth mode. Or if you have partners, and it's really hard when you have business partners, we had a business for 16 years. We just sold it uh, with Star Group Property Management Company. But not all the partners are on the same page. But you can only really whine as a co-partner um, if you want to get some things done and maybe they're focused more on their family in this season of life and not really focused on the business. And so I think getting an EOS implementer is the right course of action, the right per, um, professional to call on if accountability is the problem at your organization. Would you agree with that? I would, but I guess more importantly, I'd like to kind of know what Mark <laughs> O'Donnell thinks over uh, at EO about EOS. when the right EOS when the right time is to uh, to uh, reach out for a an implementer. 
Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, and thank you for the, the introduction there. <laughs> I will tell you, though, that I am certainly not the number one EOS implementer uh, in, in the world. We have 510 EOS implementers in the world, and I actually am not one of them anymore. So I uh, yeah, you got a full time EOS implementer spurs just a little while ago. <laughs> well, since you are the CEO and visionary of EOS Worldwide, tell us a little bit about your professional journey. Yeah, so I started my career in pharma and biotech as a as an engineer, and uh, started my first company doing just that, starting an engineering company with my my brother Tom. And we grew that from the two of us to hundreds of employees. We had nine companies and we we were succeeding in spite of ourselves in a lot of ways. (laughs) And we needed to find a way to harmoniously orchestrate these these businesses. It was a little bit chaotic, as I said, succeeding in spite of ourselves. And so we read Traction, Mm -hmm. thought this was great. And I started self-implementing the concepts of EOS. I signed up for... Basecamp and mm-hmm. watched all the videos and had the guides and started implementing in my own companies. And I figured out that it was sort of like Dr. Heal Thyself. Uh, at least it was for me. I mm-hmm. couldn't be objective in the, in the room with the companies that I owned. And so I was like, I need to learn how to do this a little better. And I signed up for EOS Bootcamp unknowingly uh, that it wasn't to get better at EOS. It was to become an EOS implementer. And so I call myself the accidental EOS implementer. Uh, so I, I went to Detroit, met with Gino and in his office with eight other people uh, in my class, seven other people, eight total. And just fell in love with the community, fell in love with all the things that EOS represents, helping other entrepreneurs live their ideal lives. And so I went back to my business partners and said, hey, uh, I want to do this now. And so we used mm. the tools. We hired an EOS implementer, Jonathan Smith, and uh, we used that for me to exit the day-to-day of my companies and then ultimately sold in, in 2018. And so since 2015, I've worked with over 100 companies implementing EOS as a certified EOS implementer, as an implementer coach and head coach. And then September of 2020 stepped into the role of a visionary at EOS Worldwide. So if someone is overwhelmed in their business mm-hmm. and they're looking for any kind of expert, why? what are the questions they need to ask themselves that would lead them to an implementer being the answer to that feeling of being overwhelmed? Yeah, and, and so there's a couple of frustrations that every entrepreneur runs into. There's frustrations of of control, like everything is just feeling like you just can't get your arms around the whole thing. Uh, profit as a frustration, and to be clear, not enough of <laughs> not making the money you thought uh, that that you'd make. The people, they're, they're, your people just aren't listening. You can't find the right ones, and your culture's not what you expect it to be or what you've intended to build. And you just feel like you're hitting the ceiling and, and nothing is is working. And so you're just in this place of total frustration and, and things you are doing just aren't working. And I know for me, I was a member of Vistage and yeah. other entrepreneurial groups. 
And it, I became a little bit like a flavor of the month leader. Or I'd go read the book that I bring the book back to the mm. company and say, Hey, we're going to do this now. And they would, in the beginning, they're like, okay, we're going to do this. But then I get another book next month at the next meeting. And then I try to implement that thing. And so it became this very whiplash flavor of the month thing where every time Mark read a new book, my team would just roll their eyes like, Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so nothing would stick. Okay. Nothing would <laughs> and, stick. And, uh, yeah. And, so as soon as I started implementing EOS, though, and you started creating the disciplines and habits of execution, it, all the flavor of, month, of the month things, thinking, uh, started to go away. It became a permanent change in just how we execute our business. Those frustrations of control and people and profit started to melt away uh, because we were running our business intentionally instead of our business running us. So what I heard that resonated with me is what you said, if someone's feeling overwhelmed and they think the reason why is they lack, their organization lacks discipline, good habits, or execution, the implementer is probably the right guide, if you will, to move them in the right direction. I would start back a little bit further okay. to say every system is perfectly designed to produce the results it produces. And so your system of your business is creating the frustration. So the first step is to decide what operating system do you want to have? Do you want to have a proven simple system or you want to, there's, uh, I don't know how many, but there's uh, multiple to choose from. So find the right fit for you. And if EOS is the right fit, so you start implementing EOS, you have three options to implement EOS. You can go and buy the book Traction by Gina Wickman and start implementing it yourself. You can go to our website and subscribe to Basecamp, which will give you all the videos and guides to implement that in your company. And so it's a little bit deeper than just from the book. And then the third option would be to hire an EOS implementer and the, they're going to take you through that proven process. They have the, they have three roles, teacher, facilitator, and coach. They're going to teach you all the tools, your leadership team about EOS, create the context of the, the 20 tools in the toolbox. Then they're going to be a great facilitator. So we are not strategists or gurus or consultants, advisors, or anything like that. So we don't provide any answers. We just believe that 99.9% .9 of the time, the answers are already in the room of your leadership team. The three to eight people at the helm of your business, you got the answers. So our job is to pull those answers out of you, pour it into the context of the EOS tools. And then our role as a coach is that we have the, the luxury of, of working with entrepreneurs day in and day out. And so we hope to just help you play that game a little bit better. And so just like a sports coach would. And so that's the role of an EOS implementer. I would say there's some, like for me, self-implementing in my company, starting with the book and then just signing up for Basecamp. Uh, I couldn't be objective in the room and neither could my team. They're like, Mark, just tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, well, no, that's not the point. It's we want everyone in this team, everyone in this organization to be rowing in the same direction, not because I told you to, but because you had a hand in creating it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't turn the hat on and off. I needed someone else 
to be the objective observer so I could be the participant. Mm-hmm. Well, and if the problem that you're solving is that you're overwhelmed as a business owner, one of the solutions is getting your team to level up. And so EOS is a way that you can help the team level up. So I think if you identify as you're doing your soul searching and why my business isn't working or why do I feel overwhelmed? And it's because you're not delegating because your team doesn't step up to the plate because they don't execute because no one's accountable. Then an EOS system or an implementer could be the solution to that problem. And I I really like that analogy of the operating system because in a real way, EOS is, you know, the iOS of a Mac. It's, it's running in the background. You can drop any software you want to onto it and you can, you know, any talent, anything, and you can make those connections and use whatever you need to, but you still have a, a language, an operating system that helps ensure that, that one thing leads to another pre-planned, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It, it creates like a, a functional cadence to the business, which before we did, we read the book tra- Traction. It's like, now you plan, now you have a meeting. Here's what's going to be in your meeting. This is what you're going to talk about. These are the, the goals. The goals are going to be done in three-month increments. It just creates a cadence that takes out the drama and the over, I want to use that word again, the overwhelming quality of not knowing what happens next. The other thing that made us overwhelmed before we were fully into EOS was that, of course, we have a million great ideas, right? Because we are we both struggle with who's the visionary at Antiquim and with other businesses. And so when there's so many ideas, you have to prioritize what's actually possible in three months, what is actually possible or in this year. And then it forces because you to be honest instead of aspirational about what is possible and and really reduce that list to what's truly important to move the business where you want it to go. And I think that process in and of itself can help take a business from floundering to being successful in a short amount of time. So I want to bring it back to the team because the facilitation, I think, is really where people struggle with getting their team to level up. So can you provide any uh, examples of how a facilitator comes in and solves some kind of team dynamic problems? Absolutely. So we, we deliver at EOS to our clients three things that we call vision, traction, and healthy. And I'm going to get to the healthy piece with your question, but vision is just really getting your team 100% on the same page with your vision, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. That's number one. That's really taking all the human energy, starting with the leadership team and then throughout the rest of the business, pointed in the same direction, which is hard, right? Because people Mm -hmm. have different varying ideas of where we want to go. And so the first step is to get that vision crystal clear and everyone on 100% on the same page with that vision. If they don't like it, they can get off the bus, right? The second is what we call traction, which is creating those disciplines and habits necessary to execute on every aspect of your vision. And so I believe that habits create your future. And so there's good habits, there's bad habits, right? Jocko Wilnick, the 
famed Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL says that discipline equals freedom. And so that traction component, creating those disciplines and habits, the accountability necessary to execute on every aspect of your vision is 100% necessary. And so the final thing is healthy. That's creating really healthy, cohesive, and functional teams, starting with the leadership team, because as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the business. And so we need to create really healthy, cohesive teams where there's no politics or end runs or any of those types of things. And everyone is open and honest and vulnerable with one another. And so what we do as we facilitate team health, an EOS implementer is essentially an, uh, an intervention where we interrupt the human energy that's going on in the room with the team. And so since we do this, you know, day in and day out, we can read the body language, see the face, uh, making sure that everyone is talking to one another. And sometimes just having a third party in the room, everyone's talking to them. And we'll hold up a little piece of paper that says, well, no, you really need to talk to the person sitting next to you, not me. And so we facilitate hard conversations and we work intentionally on building a vulnerable based trust throughout the leadership team where you can just say what you got to say. Nothing is personal. You're just fighting for the greater good of that vision that you're on the same page with. You, you have no fear of, of conflict because you are fighting for that greater good. You're striving for commitment and accountability and results. And those are Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. Uh, you know, he says it in inverse. And so, at this time of year, uh, everybody should be reading five dysfunctions of a team if they work with any uh, humans <laughs> on a team to achieve an objective. So we facilitate all that, um, getting fighting for that greater good, getting everyone 100% on the same page, making sure that you have those disciplines and accountability, and then working intentionally on the team health as a third-party emotionally disconnected, if you will, the objective observer helping you be a team uh, operating from vulnerable based trust. So w what would be an example of a hard conversation? Because I mean, some of them come to my mind, I mean, there's some really hard conversations that have to be had, right? And, and some of those conversations um, affect enormous change, which I think might be something people fear, and might be the reason they don't move forward on stuff. But do you have any examples of like, where you've had those tough conversations that really turned into, well, I don't know, successful or just like completely altered or, or fist fights. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Flipped over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All have happened. I'll bet. <laughs> All have happened. I'll bet. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there, there's thousands and thousands of examples, but I'm just going to put one in a category for you that happens most often mm. is that as a business grows uh, and, and you, you're hiring your team, you know, our typical client is a company that's 10 to 250 employees. Some are smaller, some are bigger. But that's kind of the sweet spot for us because that's a, when you have 10 employees, that's about the time where you have a leadership team starting to form and you're, you're starting to gain momentum in your, in your growth. And so if you, you start your business, you hire a family member or you hire a friend and the business starts to grow. And it starts to grow beyond that person's capability, but you love them. They fit your mm -hmm. core values. Yeah. You just absolutely love them, but they don't really get 
maybe they don't necessarily want the role and they certainly don't have the capacity to execute on it every day, but you just love them. And they're on your leadership team. They've been there with you from the beginning and the business has outgrown their capabilities. And so the hard conversation that an implementer facilitates is, hey, you know, whoever it is, whatever their name is on the leadership team, do you really want to be here? Like, do you really want this? Does every, you have a burning desire to do this job or do you just want to hang out with your friends or be with your family members? You know, so we facilitate those really, really hard conversations so that you end up with a uh, self-ejecting culture, hopefully, um, where they say, hey, you know what? It is not my unique ability, my God-given talent to be in this role, but I love this company. I love these people and, you know, it's it's time to go. And they make that selection themselves, hopefully. If not, we would have a conversation with the visionary or the integrator and say, you know, this person's holding you back and you need to make the hard choice as long, I mean, assuming you're a for-profit business. So what if that person is the president? Does that ever come up or CEO? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, that actually, I'll just use myself as an example. Part of the and I've just became so uh, impassioned for helping entrepreneurs build their businesses using EOS and, and teaching EOS. I no longer had the, the GWC for my role in the company I founded. And so I made the decision to, to exit and was on the board for three years before selling. Th- that happens often. You, you, uh, Gino Wickman talks about an entrepreneurial leap that you, you really need to know what kind of entrepreneur you are. Mm-hmm. And you might be a startup to a 2 million revenue entrepreneur, but then after it grows, you're, you're checked out. It's, it's time to move on. And so uh, EOS Worldwide sold three years ago, three and a half years ago or so, because it was time. It was just time. Um, it was growing beyond the desire of the, the founders. When, when you said GWC, what, what does that stand for? Yeah. yeah, it's a little alphabet soup there for you. It, it stands for get it, want it, and have the capacity to do it. So get it is sort of the, the you have the natural hard wiring. You just get it, it clicks. Mm-hmm. Want it is you wake up in the morning, you, you just have that self-generated desire to do the job. And then capacity, the time, emotional, physical capacity to do that job, training skills, you know, so uh, predictive index calls it the head, heart and briefcase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I have a friend, Chris, uh, Chris Mangan, he says that GWC all the time. And now I'm going to know what yeah. the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're saying that, um, owners themselves, you have to be self-aware enough to know I am mm-hmm. um, over my head in this business. Maybe it's time to sell. And I, the reason that this is so important in our industry right now is because there is a lot of consolidation of property management companies. And a lot of people are asking themselves, is it time to sell? And so that's really a question that people should ask themselves is, I mean, with the changes in the industry, do I really, am I a tech guru? Cause that's really what's required at this point in property management. You have to know technology a lot, whereas in the past um, it wasn't as intense as it is now. And um, is this, 
am I the best leader of this company? We had to ask ourselves because we recently sold our property management company. Um, we're going to be talking about that on a future episode of the of the podcast and why we did that and how we got to that um, conclusion. Um, but I really like that that other those hard conversations you're talking about in property management. It always is brothers or best friends that start the business together, and inevitably with those partnerships, one person is more ambitious ambitious than the another, and those hard conversations have to be had. We've had people on the show who said that by not making those hard decisions, it impacted their whole career. Mm-hmm. So you're really looking at, um, I mean, do you love this person more than your vision? In some cases, it's really kind of that question. Um, because, I, I mean, we really... we've Well, my dad actually so was working for us, you know, and we kind of went through that same thing. And it was just that those are just hard conversations when you're working with somebody you love desperately and maybe trying to wedge them into a position where they can kind of stick around uh, give them a car. Oh, we did that a lot at the beginning of our business. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but one thing I'll say, like in my experience with implementers is that whether they're honest or not, I don't know, <laughs> but man, in those meetings, they come across as very honest because it's almost like there's a checkbox. You got to ask these questions and you wait for the answer and it's uncomfortable, but then you're having a conversation and it just kind of smooths out, but it always just feels like the most honest environment. Right. Because that's what you're driving at. Yes. That there's there's no lying. You can and the implementers I've worked with, they can pick up on the bullshit. Like like that's not really jiving with the way things are or where things are hopefully going or what you said earlier. And you just kind of peel those things away little by little and you get down to the way things are. And then it's a nice place to start. How how things are in real life to be able to move forward. So, uh, before, yeah, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to, to add to that, uh, just to let you into a little secret. Okay. Shh. Uh, when an implementer walks in the room, it takes about 30 seconds and they know who's staying and who's going. Yeah. Really? It's just a matter of time. You see it almost right away just because it's sort of like you, you just, have done this so many times yeah. and you can read the body language. You can read the, the positioning, the eye contact, the first few words. Uh, we already know <laughs> it's, it's sort of a, a, it comes with the territory, which is a little bit of a burden, but we teach implementer. We live our core values. Our core values are humbly confident, grow or die, help first, do the right thing and do what you say. And so with our do the right thing core value that we teach and we recruit all EOS implementers, they must share those core values and they have to GWC get one, have the capacity to have the role of an implementer. For us to do the right thing, that means we must enter the danger because it would be wrong of us to let you have the wrong fit person and we see it mm-hmm. in that seat for a long period of time. And so we'll show you the mirror, we'll present to you uh, the issue that we see in the form of a question usually. Uh, and then you go have the conversation that you already know you need to have. And so we're just really giving you permission to have all those hard conversations that you already know need to be had. And some of those we stories that the, up a little bit. Yeah. Because some of those stories that the implementers bring, you can, you just almost start 
like feeling for the people in the room that you weren't even in. I mean, the stories really are kind of like unbelievably uncomfortable. You can yeah. feel them even, even yeah. when it's just a storytelling session, but it helps you realize that, okay, well, you know what? Yeah, this is a hard conversation. This is going to happen and I'm not breaking any new ground here. This is just part of the formula. Um, so I, yeah. I would venture to guess that most entrepreneurs end up in a situation at some point, nobody's born with all of these gifts, right? Um, and maybe they're considering doing, uh, you know, hiring a coach or an implementer and whatnot. So what are some of the, maybe the reasons you found that they don't um, actually end up hiring? Like, oh, and, and even more importantly, maybe like legitimate reasons that it's not time to have an implementer. Yeah. So as I said, our target market is 10 to 250 employee companies who are open-minded, respectful, appreciative. They're frustrated that they, they want some help. And so if that doesn't fit your description, you might be a little smaller, you might be a little bit bigger. EOS and an EOS implementer can certainly work for you. The reasons why you wouldn't hire an implementer or even implement EOS in general, because there's reasons why and when EOS doesn't work as well, is, well, starting off, if you are the unique individual who can mm. put one hat on, put the other one on, you can facilitate, be objective, be open and honest with your team, and you don't mind doing the work. In fact, you love it. Because um, right. you're delegating and elevating the facilitation of your planning sessions and everything else. So that would be one reason why you would just continue doing it yourself. US implementers, uh, it, we, it is very, we strive for a 10 times return on your investment to an implementer. And our fee is guaranteed. Every session that we do is guaranteed for the client. So uh, the way we work, we don't do any contracts or anything like that. And so if you don't get value at the end of the day, you simply just don't pay us. And implementers fees can, you know, you meet 10 times over a two-year span and implementer fees are between 3000 a day to 12000 a day, depending on their experience uh, level, really, geography a little bit. And so if you don't have the cash, if it's make payroll or hire the implementer, uh, mm. you know, make payroll yeah. um, <laughs> and, and do that. <laughs> make payroll. Um, so, you know, uh, those are some other uh, reasons why you wouldn't. There are certain environments, partnerships can be uh, instances where EOS won't work, where no one can be fired mm. uh, to get to the right people, right seat. Mm. And they're unwilling to move. Oh, like professional corporations? Yeah, accountants, right. uh, law firms, those are cases. Some do. Some oh, interesting. Um, but some are like, hey, I'm just going to show up every day and you can talk about right people, right seats all you want, but I'm showing up and I'm doing nothing all day and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, we focus on privately held companies because uh, sometimes having an outside owner and a board can be problematic for, hey, sure. you did all your planning, you have your rocks set, you have your annual goals, the board doesn't like it, now you got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, so there's ways to deal with that and handle that, um, but those are some instances where EOS won't work for you. Makes all the sense in the world. 
So another reason would be, you know, people saying I refuse to be open and honest. I refuse mm. to get the wrong people off the bus before I get the right people on. Well, and then I suppose uh, you guys just, are in a tough spot of having to say like, well, uh, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Right. Because yes. it doesn't work with your core values if the values right. of the people that you're working with are in, in, not in alignment yeah. with yeah. your core values. Obviously, that's not going to work. Yeah. And I see you guys going into and, a place and charging $5,000 and them just being like, nah, oh, well, OK, I'm not going to be here for the next quarterly meeting. <laughs> yeah. So when people refuse to show up, half the team shows up, you know, uh, uh, or if the visionary says, hey, um, I want you to not talk about this issue. Ooh. You know, yes. avoid this. Right, right. Avoid this uh, person, avoid this thing. And we were like, okay, that's nice. We'll see ya. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yes, oh. that's really interesting. Oh, do they ever try, and I know that we're going to end up having to go pretty soon, but do the leaders sometimes yeah. try to get with you ahead of time and just be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like kind of give oh, you yeah. some, some, I'll bet. And you just got to be like, okay. Yeah, and so we listen for 29 minutes and then we say no at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and just hope uh, the, it was cathartic enough for them. So, yeah. um, so what is new at EOS Worldwide? What if people are just getting started now, or just getting familiar with the organization, or, or or have been using it and haven't been using it for a while? Yeah. So I think there's two things. Uh, we recently launched the EOS Life Book, and so what we realized is that there is a strategic byproduct of implementing EOS in its purest form. And that is what we call the EOS life. So it's five things. It's doing what you love with people you love, making a huge difference or huge impact, being compensated appropriately, and having time to pursue other passions. And so if you implement these tools, that's the strategic byproduct is you get to live the EOS life. And so uh, Gino wrote the book. We launched that in September of last year. And so... Uh, the cat is out of the bag. That's been our game for the last 10 years or more. <laughs> See, that is okay. That's good. I'm glad I know, I know yeah, that. Absolutely. So any parting words uh, or of wisdom for people who are feeling overwhelmed and their team is maybe in disarray? I feel like that's a common theme. Like if the cause of your overwhelm is a team dynamic or something organizational, that's kind of where EOS can fix that issue. Are there any parting words that you would have for someone in that situation? I think the first thing is that you deserve to get everything you want from your business. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel like uh, you, you don't deserve it. You do deserve it. And if you don't have the tools to get there on your own, and as you said, uh, Jeremy, you, you don't come out of the box, right. you know, built with all the answers. And so pick up a copy of Traction, read the book, uh, Traction by Gina Wickman, start implementing some, all the tools yourself, go get a, a 90 minute meeting from an implementer. The worst thing that can happen is you learn something and you make a friend. Right. <laughs> the best thing that happens is you have a relationship with an implementer that will uh, possibly save your business, possibly save your life in some cases. True stories. Wow. Uh, and it's totally worth the journey, but it is a journey. Right? It's not an overnight thing. It is a disciplined 
daily action that you put the system in your business and you work the system. And um, we are fully confident that you'll get what you want from your business. I'll test. I'll, uh, I'll testify to that. Well, very powerful. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on the show. We so appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks a million. Very enlightening. Thank you. All right. Have a great one. So Bootstrappers is powered by Anaquim. If you're looking for professionals who can help you grow your business, go to anaquim.net right now and set up a discovery call. Uh, If you mention the Bootstrappers show, we'll give you 50% off of your first placement fee. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time on Bootstrappers. This is the Bootstrapper Show for Property Management, powered by Anaquim, a podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business.